Do you like someone that goes from topic to topic and tries to think of interesting things to say? Well, look no further than the Chaotic Neutral podcast, where I, your host, have on solo episodes and collabs like with podcasters and have fun while I do it. I like to talk about things from cats to drinking two quarts of apple juice from just cuz. And if you are interested in my podcast, you can follow me on Twitter at KOneutralPod and Instagram at ChaoticNeutralPod. Do not watch The Lady and the Cage. It's not a joke or an urban legend. It's not an elaborate creepypasta or even a fucked up gore vid. It's not really a video at all. If you've never heard of it, good. Remember my warning and hit the back button now. If you have heard of it, if you're trying to find it, know this. If you've watched it, even for a second, even a still frame, it will not stop until... Well, I'll let you know when I find out. If you found this post because you already watched it and you don't know what to do, feel free to scroll to the bottom, but it probably won't help. It's probably too late for both of us. I mean, what I am saying, if you ever find a video anywhere called The Lady and the Cage or A Lady in a Cage, do not watch it. Don't hover for a preview. Just hit the back button. Close your browser and do anything you can to forget about it. The reality is you didn't find it. It found you. You've been warned. My name is Adam Kent. I live in Highland Park, which might as well be any suburban town in the US, and I may as well be any 19-year-old who stayed around after high school. Growing up, I wanted to be a director or screenwriter, in 9th and 10th grade, I spent a lot of time learning about film, and my friends and I used our phones and cheap editing and effects tools to make cheesy Marvel fan films and horror movies. That fascination with horror is, as much as anything else, probably what got me here. Around 11th grade, something changed, and I wish I knew what. I got new friends, lost interest in school, and got more into watching movies than making them and more into smoking weed than doing homework. It just sort of became a feedback loop that ended with me staying put after graduation while most of the people I should have been friends with went off to college. Whatever. I grew up in the right generation to develop an addiction to streaming content. With a predisposition for the macabre, I chased it further and further into the darker corners of the internet. Clips of Faces of Death and other little-known Mondo films turned into accidental footage of actual death, war killings, and other violence. My former interest in cinematic horror and the art of inspiring fear turned into an interest in dulling my senses by pushing the limits of what a human being should or even could see while remaining a human being. I genuinely don't remember if I'd heard of The Lady and the Cage before my friend Tyler dropped a snap about it a week or so ago. What I can tell you is that the name alone planted itself like a seed in my head that led to a subsequent obsession with it, with finding out what it was and where it came from. Tyler's one of those kids who's into weed first and whatever anyone around him is into second. He is the youngest of three and his parents are out of the house a lot, so that's where I spent a lot of my later high school days, smoking weed and watching fucked up tubes. I guess not a ton has changed since I graduated in that respect. A couple of nights after that snap, I was hanging there and asked him about it. 
Tyler's got a dealer who calls himself Wally Skunks and sells whatever you're looking for out of his apartment and he'd gotten a link to the video from another customer. Like I said, the thing about the link and the video is that it seems to find the right people. It's fucking weird, man, Tyler said as he put a vape pen to his lips and tugged deep. I can't even describe it. Well then put it on, fucker, I said as he handed me the pen and blew a cloud to the side. Just saying, man, it fucks with you, he said as he grabbed his tablet and opened a browser window. He set it upright on his dresser and we watched the cursor wheel spin as the video loaded. I glanced at the URL, a series of seemingly random alphanumerics, and then back at Ty as I handed him the vaporizer. What side is it on? No clue, he said, taking another hit and gesturing at the long, indecipherable string in the address bar. That one, I guess. The spinning cursor wheel froze, then turned and turned, reversed, and turned some more. And at some point, I realised that I was holding my breath. As I slowly exhaled, the wheel disappeared and a play button appeared in the centre of the screen. Tyler smiled at me, leaned forward, and hit play. The video flickered to life with an aerial view overlooking a strange alien landscape in yellowed and washed out black and white and a soft buzz emanated from the tablet. Fog, or clouds, initially obscured most of the screen, but slowly they came apart, and at centre frame there was an arrangement of objects in a U on the ground below. It was difficult to make out what precisely that landscape was, and its composition seemed to shift every second, from waving grass to scrubs to high stalks of bamboo and then back again. Only the U stayed the same. The camera closed into the ground like a landing drone. I could see that the objects were two columns of train cars or wagons parallel to each other, with an opening between them at one end and some kind of low structure at the other. They looked ancient with large, spoked wheels and wooden structures. As they came into focus, my mind registered what they were. They looked like what you'd see on a box of animal crackers, or in old pictures of a Ringling Bro circus. Finally, the camera came to a rest, eye level at the opening between the two columns, and bars from top to bottom on the front of each one became visible. Inside some of them, massive, lurking shapes moved in the darkness, and I realised this is some kind of zoo or carnival. The sound rose to a static crackling, and the midway between each column of cages came into focus, where I could see rows of figures standing in threes facing away from us. They were little, more than human shapes. Two hulking figures on either side of a smaller, shrunken one in the middle. I could make out chains draped over the tattered and torn clothing of the larger, outer silhouettes, while a faint glow obscured the central ones. The massive outer sentries held the prisoners by the forearms. There was almost imperceptible movement beneath them, all around the cages and on every square inch of ground. With the film's faded patina and poor focus, it was difficult to see what exactly was moving, but after a moment, I could make out hundreds of tiny, vaguely bipedal shapes. Perhaps a foot tall, they looked like two-dimensional demons, like energy made to imitate life, their faces motionless and expressionless and their movements chaotic and fluid at once. They seemed to observe the cages and those in the procession, but they didn't appear to interact with the matter around them. The buzzing and crackling grew louder. 
The sentry-like outer figures in the procession took a unified step forward and dragged their prisoners with them as they did. The tiny molecular demons danced in agitation around them, leaping in and out, poking and prodding the sentries and prisoners alike. Slowly, the focus shifted to the distance, and I could see over a dozen rows leading away towards the structure at the end. I swallowed hard as the camera zoomed in and brought the structure at the far end of the procession into view. It was another cage, but much larger and more permanent than the others. Its base was stone or concrete, and thicker and more substantial bars carried a roof capped with a sign written in sprawling and curved foreign or ancient text. The camera continued to zoom in until the entire screen was nothing but that final, massive cage, and that's when I saw her. The figure, standing in the centre of the cage, was proportionally feminine, with delicate features, long legs, and an hourglass shape, but there was so much wrong. I couldn't tell if she wore clothes, or if the violet-grey colour bleeding through tin-type film was her skin, if she'd been superimposed onto the film, or if there was someone there actually being filmed. Ink-black hair flowed around her like a toxic river, and her body flickered like a flame in and out of existence. In that moment, it occurred to me that these were not the production values of an online shock video, and for that moment, I believed what I was watching was real. Suddenly, the noise stopped, and Tyler's room became as quiet as a morgue as the vaporous mass of hair parted to reveal her terrible face in perfect clarity and focus. The ashen rose tone of her body paled to the blanched colour of an animal whose skin is never intended to see daylight. Her eyes, two perfectly round globes of empty black, each had a floating speck of light in the centres attached to tendons or nerves which disappeared into her skull. Where a nose should be were two ghastly, teardrop-shaped holes which trailed ragged flesh around her lipless mouth. Slowly, the torn edges concealing that orifice started to recede and it began to open to expose something within. The screen froze, cut to black, and a crash report popped up. For an instant, I felt a sudden weight in the soles of my feet, like I'd been floating millimetres off the ground before gravity set me back down. I turned to Tyler, but he was still staring at the screen intently, his expression slowly changing in awe as his eyes widened and his jaw dropped. Watching the static crash report prompt as if something was actually happening. Slowly, he mouthed the words, What the... Fuck! He shouted and snapped his fingers. Can you believe that shit? Her fucking teeth, dude. What kind of special effects was that? Is... is there more? I stuttered, feeling a bit dumbfounded, even disappointed as whatever fear or even dread left me. Yeah, man, that's a fucked up thing about it. It always freezes, but every time you watch it, more happens. He looked around momentarily, and I handed him his vaporizer. More happens? What do you mean? Like, it just keeps going or something. I don't know, but the kid who gave Wally the link said he heard every time you watch it, it gets longer. That's fucking stupid. I said, trying to process what I'd seen. What happens at the end? Fucked if I know, Tyler said with a shrug. Yo, you remember Ayana Westgate? From Lit? With that, Ty took off on some other topic and, eventually, he put on some music and seemed to forget about the video. I did my best to pay attention, but I kept fiddling with my phone, like a fidget spinner, thinking about what I'd seen. 
I know now that the seed had already been planted and its roots, her roots, were beginning to spread through my mind. When I left, I got the URL from him and at home I watched it again, and then again, and again. Tyler was right. Every viewing extended the video a few more frames before it froze, and every time, the lady's mouth was just a little wider. You can't skip ahead, you can't start from the middle. It plays from beginning to end and takes a little longer every single time. Looking back a week, I don't know what anyone would make of this. It looks and sounds like a horror short, maybe even a promo for some obscure death metal band. I can still put myself in your shoes and try to imagine reading this before I'd actually watch the video, and I'm sure I'd dismiss it. I'm sure I sound crazy, and for all I know right now, I am. The reality though is that if you watch it, you will be too. Based on what I know now, I have about 5 days left. Maybe a little more or maybe a little less. I'll post another update tomorrow and try to get as much of this on paper while I still can. But there's just one thing I can ask of you until then. Please, heed my words and do not watch The Lady and the Cage. Thank you guys, ghouls and girls for watching. Please feel free to connect with me on my Discord server and if you want to watch me live, check out my Twitch channel. I am very active on both platforms and even have scheduled streams. I would absolutely love to see you there. Links to my other social media platforms are in the description below. Prophelia Podcast Network, Dark Stories from the Campfire Podcast, combines the storytelling styles of Victorian ghost stories and folklore to present to you original horror stories that'll force you to curl up tighter next to the fire. Available on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else podcasts are listened to.